This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. We've seen off more competitors than Kevin Pressman in the 90s. Good evening, everyone. It's time for the Wednesday week. I'm Eddie. Um, I am brought to you courtesy of the lovely folks at the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane in Sheffield. Um, Not only the closest independent bar where you can get a pint and a pie and plenty of other lovely things, you know, brie and cranberry for this, you know, seasonal occasion. it's open before and after matches, probably open during matches as well, but um, we're not there because we're at Hillsborough. Who are we? Well, of course, as I've said, I'm Eddie. Um, first on the line tonight, I have the very lovely and a little bit tipsy, Victoria. Welcome. <laughs> to the no, I've sobered up now. So I got dragged to the pub after work by my friends. So I was a little bit worried, but I've had three coffees, so it's fine. I'm all good. Evening. <laughs> so just the jitters and the shakes, but yeah. no... Yeah, uh... and literally, I'm just sat curled up in a corner thinking, oh my God, I've had three glasses of wine. But it's fine. I'm okay. I'm okay now. It was like four hours ago. No. Yes, she's absolutely okay. Ago. She's absolutely fine, everybody. Yeah. No problem whatsoever with Victoria I'm tonight. Fine. I'm fine. She's fine. <laughs> and um, yeah, usually then, you know, we'd go on. We've got we've got some regulars, you know, people who are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're usuals on the podcast. We have occasional special guests, and tonight we have one of the most special and long-serving Wednesday week guests that we have because the incredible Joe Cran has joined us from South Africa. Joe, how you doing, mate? That is the nicest intro I've ever had for, for anything, I think. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we, we aim to please. So put us in the picture. So, you know, Vic, Vic's um, rocking herself uh, and, and got the shakes. Uh, in Hillsborough, I'm coming from a similarly uh, you know, dark and cold and uh, and slightly horrible uh, North Yorkshire. W- what can you see out your window at the moment, Joe? Um, well, due to the fact that it's um, like about half about ten o'clock now, uh, nothing. It's just dark. I can't, I can't really see anything. But no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I hope I hope you realise that I've, this, I've gone to great lengths to to come on this show today. I'm I'm stuck well into a um, a career with Sheffield Wednesday on Football Manager at the minute, and it, it's taken a very <laughs> nice message from from Vic to, to to get me to step away from that because I've just won the Carabao Cup and finished sixth in the Premier League, so I've got a, a lengthy awesome. pre-season in front of me. Oh, I tell you what, Cranny. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's pro- there's probably a, a, an angle for you to work here. You know, if you give a good performance tonight, that goes straight on the CV again, and you know that com- combined with what you've been doing on uh, on our Football Manager. Could could have you the inside track for the uh, for Yossi's job? Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm uh, I'm not up for it. I'm not up for it though. Our fans can be horrible sometimes. I don't think I've got the mental <laughs> state for it. I could just imagine you on the touchline, <laughs> just like going, "No, fuck off, fuck off." Yeah, but you're only one letter off. So, like, if we've got any sort of merchandise that we need to get rid of, 
we just need to swap a vowel for a consonant, really, don't we? So, yeah. So, oh, good. And, and in terms of, um, of of drink, Vic's on the coffee. Joe, it would be remiss of me to ask in James's absence, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I should lie and say something interesting, but I'm literally just started with a bottle of water. Hey, that's right. We've got to keep hydrated. It's important. No, no, and <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. I'm keeping 100% hydrated with a large pint of water um, and, of course, a bottle of wine, because that's how I roll. Um, so, it, you know, a bottle it's a bit of a slow wine. start. <laughs> yeah. Are you what? drinking straight from Do you from not know me at all? <laughs> oh, no, I've got a straw. Got a, got a straw. It's fine. Got a <laughs> um, funnel. So it's a bit... Yes, I've just... I have an intravenous drip, and uh, that seems to be setting me up all right. Um, it's it's a bit of a slow start to the podcast, and because it's a bit of a slow week, isn't it? Um, notice, James, Fudge, Rich, all of these, they know which side their bread's buttered on, and uh, they've decided to swerve. What is traditionally the, uh, the you know the, the slowest weekend of the season is when there's nothing happening. Um, but we've got plenty going on, really, haven't we? Because Wednesday, team of uh, international stars uh, in an international week, they just carry on as usual. Um, so, uh, Vic, um, international news. I suppose the top story, of course, has been um, our own Stephen Fletcher. So he's got a bit of a run in the Wednesday side. That has translated into a bit of a run in some key games. For Scotland. So what's been going on with him? He's been doing all right, hasn't he? He got a great write-up after that as well. People are raving about him. It's almost like he's a championship striker who's playing for Scotland. Um, yeah, he's he's done really well. He got a goal. Shot horror. It was a header. Uh, no, it wasn't. Was it a penalty? No. Was it a penalty? It could have been headed. It could have been off the to be honest. And it, it was a, it was a headed a headed penalty. <laughs> I don't watch it. Audacious. Um, but yeah, so he's done okay. We've seen some really good reviews about him. Um, I think that's that's great news. Uh, that's exactly what we needed. Hopefully that'll pick up a couple of other people. Obviously, we know that he's blatantly really good friends with Barry Bannon. Um, hopefully that'll inspire some confidence in Barry. Uh, hopefully that's going to make the other... Well, I mean, it's Jos Lehukai, so who knows? But hopefully whoever else is up front with Fletcher on Saturday will also feel the need to play well. Let's be honest, Fletcher's probably going to be dropped from the squad. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be he's just going to be sat there in the under-23s for the next three weeks. He's done far too well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pleased with that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And it, it's, it seems to be quite a, um, a key position for Scotland, a key performance. He got a, a stand innovation last night when he came off after eight to seven minutes um, when Scotland had kind of done the job they needed to do, um, which is, you know, get promoted up into uh, the kind of second tier of this this weird Nations League that we're all trying to get our heads around. Um, so, he you know, he's had a, a good international break. Uh, you know, Joe, it's, you know, we've talked, they, they almost come as a pair, don't they? You know, uh, Fletcher and Bannon. Barry Bannon left out of the squad this time round. Um, when, as a Wednesday fan, when you look at the relative form of the two, they've they're obviously both been getting into the Wednesday team. Um, and Barry, I suppose, has a a higher profile in terms of how important he is to Wednesday. Um, is it a surprise to you to see Fletch being almost an ever present in that squad and getting good game time, and Barry left out in the cold? Not really. I mean, I think you look. We we, we know the quality that that Barry's got, and I mean. I've said to to a lot of people um, over the last few years. I mean, uh, in terms of technical ability, uh, he's one of the best best players I've seen in my sort of real formative years as a Wednesday. I mean, him and the, the season we got to the playoff final. I think Bannon and and Forestier, we for Forestier were probably the two best players I've seen at Wednesday since Carboni and Decanio. Um, and I think that that with with Bannon, that the only thing, the only problem that he's got, I think, is that 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 Scotland team is. Uh, it's quite congested in, in in his position, and I think that they have got got players there who are playing, um, maybe performing slightly better than he is. Um, whereas up front, they they are lacking a little bit. And and look, I, I, do you know what was crazy to me when when I saw the 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 headed penalty that he scored? Um, <laughs> I, when, when I saw the penalty, they said it was it was only his his tenth goal. I um I thought he'd got much more than that for Scotland because it seems like he's been yeah. playing for ages. But I mean, certainly he was fated, wasn't he? When you know, when he came to us as being a a regular goal scorer at national level. Um, but yeah, he, he hasn't he hasn't had as many caps as you might think. I think he's been in and around it for you know for a long time. But um, 
he's never quite been. He's a bit at, like uh, the David know, Nugent of Scotland, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's never quite been at a high enough profile club. And so he has fallen between the uh, the studs. Look, probably he's probably had a few more caps than Nugent, but certainly he's been in that kind of second tier. Um, oh, let's say Francis yeah, Jeffers then. 100% record Francis yeah, Jeffers. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, so, yeah, so, Scot- so Scotland have, have done whatever they do. I think they get a guaranteed playoff place for the Euro 2020 qualifiers or something like that. Um, it's still monkey tennis, you know, so Scotland don't at me. Um, so in other news, uh, we'll step down a little bit to to Bulgaria under-19s. Look, you know, you can't walk round the corner or down the street in Sheffield without someone stopping and asking about Bulgaria under-19s. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the afternoon to remember for Bulgaria under-19s uh, it was for our own Preslav Borokov. So, you know, this is uh, a young lad who has kind of made his name in our under-23s. Um, he's built like a tank. He's nicknamed the tank. Uh, and he managed to just just casually bag a first-half hat-trick. Um, okay, playing against Gibraltar. Let's, but let's gloss over that. I'm sure... <laughs> G- Gibraltar under-19. You should have just left that bit out. No, I know, possibly, possibly, because I mean, Gibraltar under 19s. I'm assuming they, you know, they're basically struggling to get a team together. That's just, you know, let's be honest. Uh, like we laugh, but it's better than any level any of us have ever played at ever. So let's. Oh give yeah, some I'm credit. definitely not getting into the Gibraltar under 19s team. Um, I, I, I was never no. on that side. I won't get into <laughs> the Gibraltar over 50s team. Let's be honest. So, hats off to him. First half hat trick. Like, but this is the point. Like, is this the moment that everyone goes all George Hurst on his ass and says he a should be bit. in the first team? He should be playing for England, even though he's playing elsewhere. <laughs> like, this is this is what we do as fans, isn't it? He should be batting Harry Kane off the field now. He's not even English, but fuck it. Like, he can score a first half hat trick. Like, oh, just ease off the pressure, seemed- lift off the gas. Chill, going to third gear. It's okay. It's good. He see, he does. He seems to be bang at it in terms of, um, you know, not only for his country, but he's become a real key part of that that under twenty threes. Um, you know, even the kind of overall youth setup. You know, I think he's one of those those shining lights. Given that his name is Borokov and not Hurst, I think he's probably safe from the hype machine a little bit. Um, but we'll be keeping a keen eye. You know, we know that you love a youth watch, Vic, so um, I expect that you'll be keeping a, a keen eye. <laughs> I do follow eye, him on Instagram, a keen eye on the I'm tank. not going to lie. Yeah. Good. Yeah, That's what I we like to see. Tank. So, absolutely, don't we all? Don't we all? Um, so, moving back up into the seniors, uh, but uh, less interesting, I suppose. Uh, Daniel Pudil, uh, back in the, the Czech Republic squad, um, got onto the bench for their uh, Nations League tie. Didn't feature. Don't think we therefore need to talk about too much. I don't think he just randomly got cut and bled, um, you know, for the cause in the same way that he does for Wednesday. Uh, so we can gloss over that. But at least he's, he's still getting picked. Um, but before we move on from from the international week, uh, what about um, England? Because I think everyone kind of laughed at that Nations League when it, when it started. Now, no one really knew what to expect. And those stupid kind of three-team groups felt a bit like the Anglo-Italian Cup off of the early 90s. Um, and then, all of a sudden, England get two goals in the last 20 minutes, uh, win their group, and we're into the Nations League semi-finals next summer. Um, what, what do we think? Is, is this going to be a real tournament, or is this something that we literally don't care about and, and we're, we're just being stupidly jingoistic? Of course jo- care jo- about <laughs> Joe, jo, I come to you as, a, you know, as, an, as an expat, are you dancing in the streets um, wearing your three lions proudly and, and saying that, you know, this is showing that we are continuing on the route back to being a dominant football power? I've been doing that since I came back from Russia, to be honest, every day, just just for good measure. Fair point. Fair point. Um, no, no, honestly, like, I mean, for me, for me, I, um, I actually really like it. I think, look, it is a little bit complex and I think that, that it does take a, a bit of getting your head around the whole concept of the, the Nations League, but, I mean, it has. I don't, I don't think anyone can really doubt that it's brought a little bit of a buzz back to to international friendlies because now all of a sudden they, even though a lot of people don't know what they mean, they mean something, um, and and I think that's I think that's good. I think it's 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 a sort of a, the rejig that international football needed a little bit. And and look, I think the 
there is such a, a, a sort of a feel-good mood around the England side at the minute. And, and you know, you look at the players that are coming through and they, they just seem to be, uh, and I think it was said a lot over the World Cup as well, but they seem to be a, a team of the people again, which is, which is great. And I think we've, we've lacked that for so long. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I was in, in Russia for, for the World Cup and, and I went to a couple of England games, including that, that semi-final. And um, there's just, it was just, it was just so nice to be watching an England team that seemed to have a plan again. And, and and to to have that now going through, and that there is that continuity pushing through, and we have got the um this sort of a, the same core group of players. A lot of the guys who did well in the World Cup are still doing well now, um, and then we've got this new group of younger players coming through. Who, I mean, I, I think as you mentioned earlier with with Hurst, there has been this the, the unnecessary hype over young English players, and and I think for a long time we were, we were hyping up guys who just didn't really warrant it. Whereas I think now you look at the, the players we got there and there really is a reason to be excited. And any time we can use these mini tournaments to, to push that England that England set up on and, and get people on side, I think it can only be good for, for English football in general, to be honest. It's going to be um, an, an exciting summer as far as that's concerned. Um, but yeah, I know I agree. I, you saw um, with some of those, I, I worry maybe about the, you know, the lower divisions in this. That feels more like glorified international friendlies. But then when you see the likes of uh, Germany against the Netherlands, uh, you know, with winner takes all kind of match, etc. You know, that there's some proper international rivalries being played out. And that's that's getting people more excited than a random autumn friendly, isn't it? When we're out of qualification. Yeah, but I also think I mean you you, you spoke about Fletcher now. I mean you look at the the atmosphere in, in that Scotland game when they came from behind to beat Israel, and I think yeah. like before that that was enough in this game, but because there is something on the line, that it just means a little bit more. And I think that 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 is I think that's great because it does it, it gives a little bit of purpose to things that otherwise would have been would have been a pointless game that people turn up for and go home thinking, oh, great, we got a result, but what's it really matter? It's and, basically and it, a charity shield, isn't it, for the international teams? And I think that is brilliant. Like we've said, the, it makes you interested yet again. Because like, I don't know about you guys, like, I'll, I'll watch Match of the Day. Yeah, I'll watch Match of the Day. I'm interested. It's fine. Like I get it. I, I watch that. But... Normally, international friendlies, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't watch them. I'm not interested. Um, but this, you know, there's a reason for it again, like we've said. And it, so it does, it does spark you up again. Um, and then, then we have to remember that we have to go to Hillsborough on Saturday and we're going to hate football again. So brilliant. <laughs> a little bit of escapism. The other thing that I love the most out of it is that it's been set up so no matter what level you're playing at, which division effectively of the uh, the Nations League, that um, the winner of each division will get a chance to play in the Euros, which I think is brilliant because you always love an absolute random team getting in there. Honestly, if you know, you get a, a Euros and San Marino. It's only it was like work locked down. <laughs> yeah, but well, effectively, you know, San Marino, Andorra, Liechtenstein. If one of them gets to play one of those big tournaments, that's it. Those players can retire the next day and know that they have uh, they've done something that no other player at that level has ever achieved. So, yeah, I think I think we're all I think we're all in agreement, aren't we? That it's um, it's reinvigorated the international scene a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Good, good. Anyway, this is a Sheffield Wednesday podcast. And if the international break hasn't reminded you um, of it, it's uh, it's it's a struggle being a Wednesday uh, a Wednesday podcast and being Wednesday fans at the moment. Um, so let's forget about this international stuff because it's making us smile a little too much and get back to uh, the loving confines of Sheffield Six. Um, so we've had a quiet couple of weeks. Uh, Club news. I suppose this is a little bit of a public service announcement. Christmas is coming up. God knows I've just started doing the Christmas shopping uh, for Laura and the family. Um, so it was great news to hear from the club that they have now got all shirts back in stock in all sizes in time for Christmas. Um, I, I, I've got nothing to say about it. We've talked about Wednesday's commercial offering and their ability I to... Think... Go on. I think that's a really big fucking deal i think that's a huge deal like we're, we are the same podcast that has slated the club year after year for like the last few years 
for not having shirts available. We are getting a new batch of shirts available in time, not only for one Christmas payday, but two Christmas paydays. I'm sorry, if they don't sell out, then stop your bloody whinging because oh. they've done it. They've done exactly what you asked them to do. They have got the shirts. They are in there. They are ready to be wrapped up on Christmas morning. Yes. Great. So we are now, we're now congratulating the club that we have slated for this for the last five years on yes. achieving a level of basic competence. Yes. They're not possibly. Come on. That's like, that's like whenever I go into work and I do something right and I get a little, well done, Vic. And I go, yes, yes. Yeah, but that's I it. That, imagine. I imagine, <laughs> imagine if you just spent the last five years at work tossing it off, you know, spilling coffee over your boss, uh, never having any work that you've been asked to do in on time, and then you do one thing right, and uh, and everyone goes, oh well, they're brilliant, they fixed it. We'll see. That's we'll pretty see. much pretty much my job. To be fair. No, well, fair point. Fair point. You know, um, I actually uh, the, the quality of the kits. If you've not bought a shirt yet, um. This of all seasons, I think you should. The quality of them is a hundred times better than it has been in the past. Um, and it's the quality of the merchandise generally in the mega store seems to be, dare I say, it, on the up and up. So, um, you know, get in there and, and get loaded up for Christmas. Um, the calendar's out, isn't it, as well? Did you see that? Calend calendar's coming. That's always my favorite part of this. Seeing how many of the 12 players that are featured are still at the club come the end of the January transfer window. They're never ever topless though are they like i'm not being funny but just split it order 70 percent topless you two would both buy a topless one let's not lie about this you would both buy a topless one you don't want to see fernando in his shirt you want to see him oiled up holding tire i can't That's i can't even want. really argue with so, you Vic, to be honest exactly exactly so that is what we need sheffield wednesday football club I actually, um, I replied to the club asking if we could just have a Adam Reach calendar and about 80 people liked it. So evidently yeah. there's a market there. Absolutely. So let's do it. Well, look, you know. The as... other big news, Eddie. Go, 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 The go, other big go. news from the club. I'm sorry, right. The other big news is, dun, 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 there is a DVD going to be available before Christmas. Oh, is it? Um, is it? Oh, yeah. I know which one. It's um, it's the uh, uh, Carabao Cup game against uh, Port Vale um, on DVD. <laughs> Season review, nineteen ninety seven. Amazing! <laughs> Cannot wait for that. Well done, club. Go on. What is it? Vic? No, it is. It's all Wednesday. So the film that we've been harping on and on about for months by my lovely colleague slash friend ish. <laughs> Matt Exton um, is now going to be available on DVD ready to buy so obviously we did the night the other week we did it at the Union and we did the live showing and that funded the DVD so now that can be bought it's going to be available on YouTube at some point but trust me guys please get involved please buy the DVD it goes to and I'm I'm guessing here ed because i haven't got the notes in front of me but the profits from the dvd because matt has done this out of the pure love of the club and love of filmmaking and whatever else so the profits will go to the sheffield children's hospital blue bellwood and western park cancer charity so fucking hell if there's any reason to buy a dvd it is those three things and let me tell you the film itself is absolutely top notch it's absolutely brilliant you will laugh, you will cry. We've talked about it so much recently, but now you can buy it yourself. So I'm literally just writing all this down. I'm sticking it on a list for me, Mom. She can buy all this, all this stuff for Christmas. I can have a a, a naked first Jerry Carroll in there. <laughs> um, I need a, a new Chef yeah. Wednesday mug, that DVD, and I need a shirt. She yeah. that she can sort that for me. She's earning pounds. Anything dodgy, Joe? Just email Vic at thewednesdayweek.co.uk, and I'll see if I can sort you out, babe. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here, here. I think it's ten pounds, and that is—it's nothing for a piece of Sheffield Wednesday history that is pure quality. The production values on it are absolutely bang on, um, and, it's, and it's even good. it's almost as good as Danny Baker's goals and gaffs. It's it's close. It's Just absolutely it close. Yeah, you know, I've got it on my list. It's um, it's, it's the always a DVD, and I also want the box set of When Swans Attack um, from um, Dave 
Javu plus two. Uh, so that's going to be good. Right. This is the, uh, the Wednesday week in association with Riverside Cafe on Catch Ballet in Sheffield. We'll be there on Saturday um, ahead of Wednesday's return to action. Um, speaking of which, Vic, if I was to ask you, what is the biggest derby in football? What would you say? <laughs> yeah, so I've had the, the honour this week of being a viral tweet. Um, so my viral tweet was, Frank Lampard's derby is evidently <laughs> the biggest derby in football. Um, and it's gone mental. I swear to God, I've had to turn notifications off on my phone because it's just insane. It's like, I've got a cousin that does to talk about Derby County anymore without putting Frank, Frank Lampard's Derby. Derby because that's it's now it's his exactly book. as soon as he turns up. But it... like, I've got a cousin who's like internet famous and like does YouTube and all that shit. So normally, if I've tweeted something about like a girly thing or whatever, I think, oh, it's getting all these likes because our Gabby's liked it, whatever. But this one has gone insane. Like, it's like every two minutes, someone's retweeting it, quoting it, liking it, whatever. I was just, I was just telling you how it is. Uh, so Frank Lampard's derby on Saturday at Hillsborough. I, was, I spent the weekend with um, a few of my ex-uni mates and um, a few of them that are, that are Derby fans. And uh, they seem to believe that the rest of the UK and indeed the football world is far more enamoured of Frank Lampard and Frank Lampard's derby than they are. Um, they they feel like there's you know this is a much closer game uh, than the, the kind of form would suggest and relative league position would suggest. Um, last time we played derby, we played them at Hillsborough. We won two nil. It sounds a long time ago. Um, Lucas Yao scored twice in February. Uh, Joe, what are you thinking about this derby game? Wednesday have a, a, a kind of a, a weird history of reversing their fortunes either side of an international break, whether that's for good or bad. How do you see the game shaping up on Saturday? You know what? Like I... I have I've lost all hope in terms of my own predictions for this season. Every time I look at a game and think, oh, I think I know what's going to happen. Yeah, always, always the opposite happens. So, I mean, look, I I, w- I think this is going to be a tough game. So I'd put three 0 Wednesday win on if you're going to put some bets on because that's completely against what I would <laughs> be thinking. But no, I, I mean, honestly, as as I mean, as Vic said, I mean, in terms of squad selection and everything, it is been it's been so all all over the place and. And we just don't know what we're going to get. We don't know what kind of eleven's going to get put out there. We don't know what kind of um, what kind of bottles going to be shown by the players. I mean, look if if they if they if they manage to to show the same kind of fight that they they showed against the Blades. Um, I mean, look, it wasn't a great performance by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, at least they they showed a bit of bollocks, and I think that's that's excellent. I think the from a, a defensive point of view, that was exactly what we needed. And, who knows? Maybe that clean sheet, that final clean sheet that we've got, is a is is going to be a turning point for us. I mean, I've 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 been putting off when I, when I do bets and that I've been putting off putting Wednesday on because I don't like to bet on Wednesday because it annoys me. But I've been I've been putting off the both teams to score, and at least now I can I can put that to bed because I don't have to worry about it now because I, I think we're just going to get all clean sheets now. We're not going to concede another one all season. <laughs> well, if we keep playing six at the back, then we've got a decent chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vic. Are you, are... I had a thing. That, sorry, I had a thing the other night. So I on Sunday did all my usual chores. I had a really boring day of doing ironing and chores, watching England, like doing normal shit. And I just tweeted before I went to bed. Yes, I've got clean sheets. And the amount of people that replied <laughs> made me have constant nightmares all night that I was Cameron Dawson. It was horrendous. Like, so God knows how he feels. But I kept waking up like, oh, my God, I've just kicked it in. You know, like when your mate goes out of the room when you're playing pro Evo, and you turn around and you just, like, boot it into your own net. Like, you can't do that on FIFA, but you can on pro Evo. And, like, I kept having that dream, but I was actually Cameron Dawson doing it. So I'm never going to tweet about clean sheets ever again, whether they are in a football or bedding capacity. If we're talking about bets, um, what do we think we'd get on Cameron saving another penalty? What well, because that would be fantastic. At Derby. Yeah, no, this four like, to three. Yeah, three <laughs> in a row. Three in a row. I reckon three games, three penalty saves. Let's have it. Can you imagine what? how tall he'd be walking if he did that? Do, do we know if there's a record for that? I, I, you know, no. 
No, I don't know. And the small Vietnamese... No, usually... you're the person that would know, Joe. <laughs> yeah, fair point. You know, I, I, do this is it. I do like a stat. No, I, I think, you know, because we always talk about records for like consistent, uh, consecutive goals scored and consecutive wins and even consecutive defeats and draws and that. But like, surely there's... I'll, I'll have a look. There, there must be something for games saving consecutive penalties. Because that's that that'd be amazing for him. And look, I'm really happy for him. Well, he's he's saved the most goals this year, hasn't he, in the championship? Yeah, it doesn't say much like, about so him. He's, up, he's at the top of that league. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. But no, it's it says not, a lot about him. Let's not get into this discussion again. Now, <laughs> I feel no. I feel like last week's pod was just one big argument about everything. Um, and the and isn't whether that, isn't that just what the, the world is now. Uh, pretty much, yeah. We're, we're all polarized. It's if in- Dan Fudge is there, it's all a yeah. big argument. Let's be honest. So, in term in terms of how we line up on Saturday, um, obviously the big um, bait and switch before the pigs game was that all the way through the week, Yoss was was talking about Fessy training, Fessy's getting ready, Fessy's close to starting. Um, we, do we think he's going to be back? I hope so. I mean, look, if he was close to being back for the United game, and he's had. The whole international break to get himself sorted now, and I'm sure he's played in a couple of eleven aside games in training and that. Like you would think that he's a look at least on the bench. I mean, honestly, I don't think I'm I am over uh, overstating his importance when I think that Sheffield Wednesday with a a fit and firing Forestieri can challenge for promotion without him all season. I think it's a it's definitely a stretch. So I mean, you he just offers something different, and and I think having him available even off the bench. It's just such a massive boost for the side. So, I mean, if you know that, that you've got that option um, and, and also from a, a an opposition point of view, if they know they have to plan for a Forestieri, it makes their job a lot a lot more difficult. No, absolutely. And, and it gives us something different from, um, from what we've had, irrespective of who we pick um, up front. And I can't imagine Yoss is going to um, put Bessie up supporting uh, an individual striker. Uh, it, it occurs to me that these next two games, Derby's a, a tough one, and we accept that. But it's at home. We're rested. We're coming off uh, that that a uh, backs to the wall, but ultimately um, face saving performance against the Blade. Do we really feel that this and then Tuesday night straight away again at home to Bolton gives us the best chance that we have to you know kick on and and. and and at least have another phase of the season where we are on the front foot rather than what was a god-awful period between the last two international breaks. But, you know, Vic, what are you, what are you thinking? If you had to make a prediction, um, you know, for this, and even if you want to include the Bolton game in this, uh, you know, how do you see these two games going? Um, I see the Derby game going well. I'm not going to lie. Oh, dog. Um, yeah, I see that going well. I think we'll be fine. I think Fessy will come back. I think we will potentially do quite well in that um, against Frank Lampard's derby. Bolton, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's one of those banana skin games, isn't it? As Dan Fudge would say, it's one of those games that it could completely go tits up. And let's be honest, we are Sheffield Wednesday in 2018. So it probably will go tits up. Um, so, yeah, I'm not holding out a lot of hope for the Bolton game. But, yeah, for the Derby game, I'm quite looking forward to it. I think an international break, obviously, some of us are on the high from England, some of us aren't, you know. Um, but a lot of us are on the high from the Derby, just the fact that we didn't get crucified there. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've missed the football. I've missed the camaraderie. I've missed all of that. I've not missed the 90 minutes that I spent inside <laughs> Hillsborough, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I think I'm feeling quite positive about it. Um, I think Fessy and Fletcher, if we see them starting or coming on at some point, brilliant. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm happy about that game. Bolton seems a little bit too far into the future for me to think about until after the Derby game. Bolton, uh, well established. Bolton are, are our second team, aren't they, Vic? So I think we'll always we'll always um, think, oh, maybe it's a bit harder. Joe, they, they are second bottom at the moment. We're all trotters, aren't we? <laughs> aren't we just? Um, Joe, they, they are second bottom, and realistically, you know, that's a game that we should be a class above, irrespective of whether Fessy's playing. And we should be able to, uh, to to polish them off, surely. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'd take four points. 
from the two games, I'd take four points. I think if you can get a draw at, uh, against Derby and then beat Bolton, I think it's uh, it's respectable. Um, look, if you can get those four points and 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 stick a couple of clean sheets in there as well, I think that would be that would be joyous. So I think, <laughs> I mean, given what's happened throughout the course of the season so far, I think if we look, we we just need to to try and get that defense sorted a little bit. And if they if the boys can get a bit of confidence, yeah, from from another couple of clean sheets, and it might it might help them kick on and. Look, it's it's a big six weeks for us now, isn't it? I mean, these these six weeks. I mean, we, we always talk about Absolutely. where where you are around Christmas, and I think that um, given what we've been going through the last sort of few years, finishing obviously playoff final, playoff semis. If if we get to Christmas time and it's already become a bit of a write off for us, it's going to be a bit hard to watch that second half of the season. So I think if they can if they can finish this this year strongly and we can at least put ourselves in the equation for those those top six places that'd be that'd be amazing i mean look the plus side is that the championship is 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 batshit crazy so um you never really know what you're gonna get with this league so i mean we we could we could have a team that's sitting in the top three now that finishes 14th at the end of the season because that's just the way the championship is and so i think like i say if we can finish strongly and we can get four points here and and build on that that performance against united then, uh, then yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. I think I'm just. I think I'm just stupidly optimistic, to be honest. I, I, I think it's just something I've, I've had to sort of ingratiate into my, into my own personality because otherwise, I, I'd probably have taught myself. <laughs> I think we've all experienced those, uh, those kind of feelings watching Wednesday. I, I think, from my point of view, I feel like Wednesday are this season are going to be a streaky team, and we're going to put runs together of. Quality so, and abject guys. lack of quality. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And the, uh, the, the sum total is going to be kind of where we believe we are, which is a, a, a mid-table side that hasn't quite got enough um, overall over 46 games to challenge in the way that we have done in, in past seasons. Uh, given where we were at the start of the season, given where we were in the summer, um, I don't necessarily think that's a that's a bad thing. But it is what it is. I think what we need to do now, given where we are, that 17th place, and it is still so tight that a run of of, of two, three, even four wins will put you right back in the conversation about sides that are, that are um, you know, battling for promotion or battling for those playoff places. So it's, I suppose, and I hate to say it as Wednesday fans, um, it's a t- it's a sense of not overreacting in either direction, and that seems to be almost impossible. Uh, Given the way that the, the fan base is polarized, given the way that we are prone to a little bit no, of drama definitely, definitely. as Wednesday fans, uh, you know, and that 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 will be the way that it always is. Um, but I think we'll get a clearer idea, certainly, of whether Yoss is a dead man walking or not um, from these two home games, because they're two home games where you know we have to show, like you say, at the very least, a four point performance to um, to kind of justify. The idea that we aren't we aren't a struggling side. We've just had a yeah. A look, bit of a I'd, 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 I can um, deal with so a bit of mid-table mediocrity. I mean, we've been doing that for years. So um, that that I can deal with. I can't take a relegation battle. My art, my art's not ready for that again. No, not uh, but, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah, always horrible. And you know what? And, and this time, I don't think there'd be. Um, it'd feel like the you know the the Palace relegation. It'd feel like um, a rebuild. As a, and the thing that the thing that annoys me is that we're even questioning that. Like, and yeah. we're saying we would be happy with mid-table mediocrity. Like, we are, like, we have players in that team who, okay, probably come January we won't be able to see ever again. Um, but we have players that could easily be in the top half of this division, and that is what is so frustrating. But I don't want to go all damn fudge about it. Are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed? Mid-table. Are you embarrassed? Are you not embarrassed? Not embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm not embarrassed. Not, I'm not embarrassed let, about it. Let's not go. Um, let's let's think about the. Positive. But I do think I do think that we have some really bloody good players who we in five ten years time will go fucking hell they play for Wednesday. You know, like we look back now at you, Ross Barkley, you Danny Bart. You know, there there are a million players that have played for us, and we go bloody hell they they were all right actually, and we let them go. Um, obviously, there's your Gabby Agbonlahors and whatever that we just couldn't wait to see out the door and then just 
stuck two fingers up at us. But there are players at the moment that we shouldn't be struggling how we are. Um, and it, maybe it's just bad luck. Maybe it really is. And it's not about tactics or whatever else. Obviously, we've said a bit about that. But maybe it is just a really shitty a, a, time a, of luck at the moment. It's a concoction of all of that. I mean, you know, there's been some weird decisions made by, by the manager. There's been a bit of bad luck. I mean, how many times have we seen us play well this season? And I mean, I, the amount of times I've tweeted at half time going, oh, this is actually pretty good, this. Then we lose 3-0. And it's like, oh, all right. That's, is that what's just happening now? And I think that, I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's been such a difficult season in terms of everything going against us. Um, and I don't mean that in a sort of woe is me sense, like everybody feels sorry for us. I just think there's been a lot of bad decisions made. We've had injuries at the wrong time as well and can't, can't take chances. But then we go through these periods where, we got Adam Reese sticking him in from forty yards out every other game. So, I mean, as as you say, Vic, there are, there are players in that side that are. I mean, look, there are players in that side that I would go as far as saying are possibly even Premier League players. I mean, I, I look at Barry Bannon on his on his day when 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 Bannon's at his peak and when oh, Forrest Davies at his peak, yeah. they are Premier League footballers. And I think that we've seen enough of of, of Adam Reese to to see to see that he's. A, I mean, I'm not I'm not talking sort of Chelsea Arsenal. Liverpool, Man City kind of space, but I mean, I think there are there are players in our side that, with the right play, with the right other players around them, are good enough for the Premier League. So it is a little bit of a bit of pill to swallow when we talk about that that mid table mediocrity. But look, I, if if as long as we can, as long as we can sort of settle and and look, as we all know, as you alluded to, January is going to be tough because we don't know who's going to still be around. And I think it's going to be a long summer as well because uh, there's a lot of stuff going off in the background that we're all not privy to. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. Dum dum dum. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's for another day, isn't it? There's, there's an awful. Lot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've just got some pills now <laughs> and a noose. No, right. there's, there's, that's it. No. And I'll uh, I'll see you later. No, no. See you later. I've loved you all. I've left everything in my will Don't for I you, Eddie, anything. including all my debt. I've no, stepped no, away. No, no. no, no. Hey, all all I wanted was the underwear drawer. Anything else, I'm not bothered. If you want, if anyone wants my debt, Joe, you can have my dog. She'd love South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> she gets very cold here. It's fine. It's all good. Right. Uh, James gets the house. We're not, so. we're not talking. Neg- we're certainly not talking that negative. Right? That's r- ridiculous. <laughs> we really you know, are. You know what there is. So, so we're talking about can we beat Bolton at home? Well, we are talking negative. <laughs> look, we start on Saturday. We start with Derby, and we start before the game with the fan park in the North Stand. That's going to be open again. Um, licensed bar for alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks. Um, there's going to be stuff for the kids. There's food. There's all that sort of stuff. That, it's always quite fun. We've been down there a few times with the kids, um, and, and they, you know, they love it. It's it's not necessarily as good as the Riverside Cafe, but um, they seem to enjoy getting involved with that. But more importantly, um, this Saturday, there's something that's, that I think is really special, especially at this time of year. Um, so with the festive period fast approaching, um, it becomes that time of year where our thoughts turn to thinking of others that are less fortunate than us. And sometimes it's it's pretty hard to think about people who are less fortunate than Wednesday fans. But um, it's less fortunate Wednesday fans as well. Um, Saturday is the ideal t- time to do something special. So ahead of the championship clash between Wednesday and Derby, the S6 Food Bank and their team of volunteers are hosting two drop-off points for supporters at Hillsborough. Um, so we're at Wednesday week are urging as many fans as possible to show their generous side and donate non-perishable food items to help make somebody else's Christmas. So there'll be two gazebos present from midday through to kickoff, one on the South Stand Bridge and one across the stadium at the Owls Megastore for fans to bring food items to give. Um, it's something that I've done in the past, um, locally, and though you know those food items, especially the kind of things that make up a Christmas dinner, don't take a turkey. That's ridiculous. Um, but other stuff, and, and also things like crackers. You know, if you if you want to give a box of um, you know kind of child friendly presents and crackers and that kind of stuff, it's really appreciated um, by those organisations that are helping people out. That otherwise their Christmas day wouldn't be any different from um, any other day. And when it when life tough any other day of the year, isn't that good? So um if possible 
come and get involved. So I'll certainly be taking something along uh, to the South Stand Bridge and dropping it off. And I, I hope that some of our listeners and uh, Wednesday fans everywhere will do the same thing. The other thing as well is like, it's been like, we always sell it. Like I've done this a million times working for charities. So you always say, if there's anything left in your cupboard that's not perishable or whatever, bloody hell, right? Go to Asda, spend a fiver on some tinned carrots, some soup, some Fray pie. croutons, Fray Fray Bentos, pie mail, like anything like that. Price sake, take those down. If you can spare a pound, go and buy three tins of carrots. Like that is all they're asking of you. And every single bit will go to people that need it. It's not about what's left in your cupboard. Christ, I must have got shitloads of sweet corn in my cupboard that I'm never going to eat. So don't eat sweet corn. It's from someone else's, Olivia. But... Stop with the sweet corn. Buy something else. Sorry. I know. I know. (laughs) It wasn't me. But there is. There's loads of that. So I will. I will drop all that shit down. I will also go to Asda and buy bits that people actually want because the thing that I think we talk about stuff like this and it becomes like a bit of a charity appeal a bit like a dog's home or you know like a an animal charity or whatever these are human beings and they need food and shelter and so if you think about what you are dropping off is it shit that's at the back of your cupboard or is it something that you could pop to Asda and spend two three four 20 quid on whatever and drop off there that's the point it's not about just giving them your old tat from the back of the cupboard it's about giving them something that they actually want to eat this christmas here here um yeah that's so that's our community aspect uh for the day um you know what would be even better is if you if you know someone who's maybe struggling to get to wednesday games and hasn't been for a while because god knows it's expensive enough these days um if you've got a spare ticket or get them a ticket, brilliant. If not, why not get down to the Riverside Cafe and uh, and treat them to a drink, treat them to uh, you know a pie and a bit of time, just just chatting about Wednesday with fellow Wednesday fans. Um, I spent a, a you know a good half a year, half a season in protest at the club and the way the club was run. I didn't, I went to the games but didn't go in the stadium and spent my time. Um, in and around the pubs and enjoying it with Wednesday fans. Um, being part of that is as valuable and being part of the fandom is as valuable as being there and, and seeing the match. So um, do what you can this festive season. Uh, and, and, you know, like Vic says, it, it sounds a bit wanky and a bit, you know, let's let's uh, let's all help out with charity now, guys. Uh, but it, it just focuses your mind a little bit. Um, we're not going to go on about it because it's this is not a moral podcast. It sounds a bit wanky. Brilliant. All I'm saying is don't give them the shit from your cupboard. Go to Asda and buy an extra couple of tins of something. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a bit wanky. I'm just saying don't give them your old carrot, for fuck's sake. No, exactly. Or Waitrose raspberry balsamic vinegar. We don't need any of that. Um, giveaways. Vic, we've got competitions running on our Twitter, haven't we, now? Given this is the season of goodwill, we're giving away some absolute beauts. Can you tell us about what the, the good public of the Wednesday week can win? I can, Edward, um, but I need to look at the running order. Because um, James has kind of done this, bless him, God bless his soul, he just does all the <laughs> mundane admin side of this stuff. And we just record. Um, so James has organised three competitions in the run-up for Christmas. So one of them, like you have to go over to our Twitter page, which is at TWWcast, if you didn't already know that. Um, And we have got three competitions. So they are all pretty much a follow both accounts and retweet or like this. Uh, So we've got one from the Cromwell Club, uh, which we did last season or the season before and went really, really well. Uh, They do awesome like artwork and sort of retro artwork about Wednesday. And you can retweet and you can pick, I think it's one of like four things from their collection. The other competition that we have is from Football Bobbles. And they do bobble hats that are in the style of old kits as modelled on our very own James Marriott on a match day. Um, so like and retweet and do whatever with that one. That, and that the last Vic, one before is... you go on, Vic, that, the bobble that they're oh. giving away modelled on the 1988 Celtic-style away kit 
is yeah. the sickest thing. I beautiful. I I will be. You can't win it though. I, I can't, you I can't, can't win, win it. it. I will put my hand in my pocket and um, and pay good money for that because it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and the last one we have is from the terracelife.com. And they do shitloads of stuff. Like, so they do really cool Christmas decorations for your tree. Yes. I'm going to buy those on payday. Um, and they do loads of different stuff that's just, it's retro, old school stuff. And they do a mug at the moment that you can win if you retweet and do whatever from our account. Um, at TWWcast, at the Terrace Live, or maybe Terrace Live, I don't know. Um, go and ask, it's on there. Um, and you can retweet it. You can publish it. You can put your own name on the mug and it's an old school shirt and it it's lovely uh yeah so do that have you have you seen that the, i mean the terrace life is fantastic for that, those retro bits and back oh um, the stuff they do is just incredible you know, isn't and it? and they were live and exclusive on sky one last week because i have a terrace life mug it says number eight waddle on it it's got blue and white stripes it's modeled after oh, for 1993 God's sake. Premier League uh, um, and guess it. Guess who was on telly drinking from it? Only my missus on Sky One's The Heist. Follow ten members of the public as they try and steal and get away with two hundred and fifty thousand pounds in a massive heist, live and exclusive on Sky One. Um, yeah, she had a waddle one, didn't she? She had a waddle mug. I saw it. I I stayed away from talking about it too much. I've not certainly not put it on my Twitter. But when you get Wednesday fans who have been screenshotting her drinking from the Waddle Mug and going, this last knows the score. That'll do me. That'll do me. Super. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? And repping it, repping it on Sky One. Um, so there are giveaways. Um, I want to talk about another podcast. I know not many podcasts will give big, big uh, publicity to other podcasts. Um, Joe, you're a, a, a Wednesday fan living the dream, but many thousands of miles from home. Um, how important is it to you that there is that kind of, you know, podcast give a link back to uh, the being current and being part of the fandom, even though you might not necessarily be tramping up the steps of the car? No, it's massive, mate. Afternoon. I mean, the the relationships that I've formed, I mean, even even like, I mean, you know, when I come back home and I, it's always sort of vital to me that I get a game in because I've tried to explain to people before, and, and this is from a, a journalistic point of view as well. Um, Working in football, especially so far away from home, it kind of sucks the joy out of it a little bit for me sometimes because I'm constantly surrounded by it. Um, it, it becomes a little bit, it becomes a job. And, and when I come home and the the friendships that I've made, even through, like specifically through this podcast, um, I mean, I always try and meet up with the guys when I, when I come, when I come that side and we'll go for a beer before the game and stuff. And it's amazing. Like I, I, I love the idea of, even though I am literally, I mean, more like, I think it's about 6,000 miles away. Um, I still have that link back and, and, and being able through social media, through podcasts to, to have the conversations that I would have if I was in a bar before the game or whatever, it's, it makes it, it makes it normal for me again. And I think it's, it's the case, it's a case of all over the world. You've got that. I mean, I know there's a, a lot of boys in, in the States, um, some groups over in different parts of the world who are, putting together these these little fan groups and I, I think it's amazing and to be honest I know it, I know it's the the old cliche but to know how massive we are as a football club and, and to know that we can go in so many different countries and have this same sort of camaraderie is is fantastic and I do miss being home but this is a it's, it's a nice close second I'll I'll take it as a as a standard brilliant and uh, have you managed to have a, a listen not putting you on the spot or anything but have you managed to have a listen to uh, a new podcast called the owl sanctuary so there's these two two young lads that are starting out one's called chris mcclure one's called pete mckee um i mean they're basically yeah, they're unknown. Really they're not huge names like the wednesday week they seem to have come up with the i mean literally the best podcast ever created no, I haven't, I haven't, have you had a chance to listen to I've it yet been, i've been all over the place recently i've obviously joined the international break as well i was a bit of a mess but um yeah no i haven't i haven't had a listen to the guys i've seen a lot of people talking about it though it seems like they're they're obviously doing something right yeah absolutely uh, uh, Vic, they these these guys are putting us in the shade in terms of the contact yes. reviews and stuff like that but they I'll, are i mean I'll, i'm not being funny but if your brother is the reverend <laughs> and you are on the front cover of the arctic monkeys album and you are fucking pete mckee 
you're always going to shaft us, aren't you? Um, yeah. I, have you listened to it, Ed? It is brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, and, and you know what? I for one welcome our new celebrity overlords. And, um, you know, this might be the 100%. last ever Wednesday week, but uh, I, I'm happy with it. <laughs> so that is the Owl Sanctuary podcast. Uh, give it a listen and uh, give it a subscribe and like, because the more voices there are supporting Sheffield Wednesday, the more massive we clearly are. So that's all good. Um, so finally for tonight, um, social media. We, we are active, of course, on social media. That's how we interact with um, fans, friends, and people that want to tell us that they hate it when we talk over each other, which we're trying to fix, but it's bloody difficult. Um, Vic, what's been happening on social media this week? Um, so anyway, I have taken over our Instagram. So I use our Instagram at work. Well, not our Instagram. I use Instagram at work, and it's become my king. I've done a lot of training on it. So, yeah, I'm taking over that from now on. Um, so we've had, we do a few stories, we ask questions of people, uh, whatever they want to know on Instagram. Um, but also this morning or yesterday morning at 5am, right, 5am, we got a like from Danny Bat. Now, if that ain't a booty call, I don't know what it is, yeah, to be honest. We got booty call by Danny Bat. The Wednesday we hey. got a booty call by Danny Bat. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know if Danny is currently in the UK or if he's like, if he's just repping it in Dubai in international break or something like that. Because in that case, then it's kind of a normal, a normal time of the morning. But Danny, if you're booty calling a Wednesday week at five in the morning, let's make it happen. Yeah. You can get on the podcast. You come Come around, babe. Come around. Yeah. Totally. Wednesday legend, you get involved. That is awesome. Um, Vic, how do you follow the Wednesday week on all of our social medias? Uh, so as far as I know, we have the same username on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which is TWWcast. Um, so I've been, I've been trying to do stuff on our Facebook. To be honest, I'm a bit shit on Facebook because it's not like there on my phone all the time. Uh, but Instagram, follow us on that. Twitter, we all log into the Twitter and stuff. We're all admin to the Facebook page, but no one does it except me. Uh, so, yeah, just follow us. Just search TWWcast on any of the social medias and we're bound to appear. Do it. Do all of what Vic just said. Um, and if you're old school and, um, well, your fans on Friends Reunited, if you're old school, if you're really, really old school, um, come into the Riverside Cafe before the game. Um, we'll be there on Saturday. We'll be there on Tuesday. Uh, we like to have uh, a little drink and a little chat. So come and make yourself known to the team. Um, Vic, if anyone wants to get hold of you individually and personally um, on uh, no dating apps whatsoever because you don't do that on mainstream social media how would they contact you? <laughs> uh, so you can find me at Victoria1867 on well everything to be honest but LinkedIn and Facebook it's weird so stick to Twitter uh, Instagram I am Miss underscore V-E-W because somebody in somewhere like Dubai or whatever stole my username so Miss underscore w on yeah on instagram or victoria1867 on twitter joe you are a serious professional journalist um and your words carry some weight if people want to read what you do listen to what you have to say um, or just abuse you online like the rest of us how do they get hold of you yeah, if you want to come and have a look at my mentions and just see everybody abusing me on a daily basis, uh, you can come <laughs> check. It's uh, at Yes We Cran on, on Twitter. It's the same on Instagram. If you want to see my pictures when I go gallivanting all over the place with, when I get a chance to do so. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a miserable place sometimes, but I try and I try and throw a little bit of humour in there when I can. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get hold of me, um, I am at Sausage Arms currently posting um, ridiculously about a certain Sky TV show. Um, but we don't talk about that because they don't sponsor us uh, and don't give us any money, not even 25 grand. Um, in any case, we are the Wednesday week. We are done for this week. Um, it's been a bit of a football wasteland, but you know what? Saturday and Tuesday, it all starts again. Let's hope the Wednesday can do their bit for the fans and, uh, and get us all smiling again. Until next week, I've been Eddie... <laughs> Enjoy your time. And enjoy <laughs> your time. 
Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.